Welcome to La Casa Blanca Pod. I am your host today, B, missing my man, my friend, mi amigo, O. Unfortunately, he's a little under the weather today, and I was a little under the weather yesterday, and I actually didn't even get to watch the game until this morning, so we're a little behind schedule, especially considering that there is the Leipzig game tomorrow. Um, This all being said... I missed the game because I was on my way to State College for the Penn State whiteout game, which was a great time. I got to see my dad, one of my best friends, and my brother, who I do not live near anymore. So it was a good time to see family, good time to see friends. It was worth the drive for both of us. It was kind of like a halfway point for my family my friends, and me, not really my brother. He recently moved down south, so he had to fly up. Um, Because of where I live, I'm not really close to State College. It is about a three to four hour drive. So... I the game was at 7:30. You know, we got there a little early. Most people were there 9 a.m. partying. You know how hard Penn State goes for their football. It was a fantastic game. Enjoyed myself, which I can't always say. I'm not a big American football person, but it's it was nice to be there in person. My brother had season tickets for two years to Penn State football, and honestly. I understand why he enjoys it so much, why he gets so invested in it. His Penn State is my Real Madrid. So, and all of our Real Madrids, those of us that are listening to this, you know, it's just, it was a good time. So I ended up missing the game. The next day, stadium's loud, you know, singing, you know, the stadium being together, white out. So it was extra hype. Lost my voice, couldn't record, spent the day with my fiance. So it was that was a good time. Um, uh, spent, the, spent the day with my new puppy. Didn't watch a single football match until like late last night. I went and watched all of the La Liga highlights. Uh, ESPN does a good job. They compile all the La Liga highlights in a like 45-minute video, which for 10 games is pretty solid. You're talking four minutes per match of highlights, which is good enough for me. And I get to follow up on my La Liga uh, knowledge if I miss the games, which I try to watch as many La Liga games as possible. But, you know, if there's a good game on, I'm going to skip out, especially for not as good La Liga games. And that's something actually I want to touch on before I even get into the matches. The injuries. La Liga's being hit hard with injuries right now. That was a common point throughout the entire highlights was just there was at least an injury in every game. Maybe not at least one, but there was an injury. There was a lot of injuries. Some in, some games had two injuries. Some games had three. And, you know, even Real Madrid, you know, that um, Papo Gomez, who I'm a big fan of Papo Gomez. I think he's a fantastic player. Um, he's someone that I actually was thought Real Madrid should have been interested in as, you know, some sort of depth to the squad. But Papo Gomez... Nasty challenge on Fede Valverde. I have been there. Um, missed my entire senior year lacrosse because of a similar knee-to-knee. Had a contusion. I really hope it's not similar to what Fede has to deal with. Um, because that, I missed. I ended up missing like three months. And I, I didn't take care of it properly, which happens. But 
injuries are no fun. Ben's must resting. Modric is resting. And, you know, I do want to touch on if you don't follow Lissetta Rubia, I highly suggest following him. And he was saying that Real Madrid is kind of allowing the players to tell the um, – what's the word I want to use, the older players, the more experienced players, to tell them when they want to rest. And he believes that Modric and Benzema both said that they wanted to rest for the Leipzig game to probably get ready for the World Cup in their minds. And, you know, the truth is the Leipzig game doesn't really mean anything. It's more so something on paper. Hopefully, don't lose, don't draw. Something, you know, I'm looking forward to. And, you know, uh, Rudiger and Carlo met in the press conference for Leipzig, which means Rudiger is likely to start because normally starters do the press conference. Um, and he ended up saying that he was going to miss Tony Cruz in the World Cup and Germany were going to miss him. And, you know, I just wanted to say that that is a, especially the form Tony's been on, that is going to be a big loss. If Tony Cruz was with this German team, I would have higher hopes for them than I actually do in this moment in time. And also, you know, so to get into the match, I'm going to use a Ruder quote where he said, I'm in good form. I don't have to play every week because our squad quality is so good, right? So Rudiger knows that he doesn't have to play. And, you know, my lineup Everyone who listens to this know how high I am on Antonio Rudiger. I think Rudiger is, you know, was the best defender in the world last year. I've said it multiple times. I'll keep repeating it. And you know what? It's good to know that he's happy with his playing time and he realizes that, hey, there's going to be bigger games to come. I'm going to be here for an important moment. I'm happy. I'm very happy to be here. And, you know, this is a team. This is a great team. And, you know, uh, I'm very happy with Antonio Rudiger and his attitude specifically. There's a lot of defenders in the world that that if they would have came here and they weren't starting, they'd be very upset. But he knew the situation he was getting into, and he accepted that. And honestly, I got to give props to the guy for just, you know, being here, playing hard. You know, he's awesome every single match. You know, he's played a decent amount because he always comes off the bench. But, you know, he didn't necessarily, you know, not playing big minutes against in Classico, you know, like that sucked. I'm sure that really sucked for him. And, you know, it's something I want to see, you know, in the second half of the season. I want to see him playing big minutes. And I think most Real Madrid fans do want to see him playing big minutes. Um, Madrid Extra ended up asking a question, and they were like, what would your back line be? And they gave two options. It was uh, one without Mendy and Alaba at left back and Rudiger filling in, and then another without Rudiger and Mendy at left back. Um, and obviously Alaba was at left back with the one um, without Mendy. And a lot of people in the comments were like, Militao, Rudiger, Mendy, Carvajal, which, you know, I want to talk about Alaba a little bit because I, I think Alaba has been – awesome this year in the sense of his leadership and everything. Yes, his defense his defense hasn't been as good as it was last year, but you know what? It's really no big deal. If you want to blame that Sevilla goal on him, you know what? You can try, but Lamella makes a, makes a fantastic diagonal run, which is hard to track, and I think it's actually Carvajal's man to track at that point. Or maybe it's Carvajal's. I, I don't remember. I watched the game this morning. It was early, and it's now later, but you know, I, I someone should have stepped up to stop the pass, which was a fantastic pass. It was a great finish. I expect more out of Tebow, 
Courtois on that one, which, you know, isn't a big deal, but I expect more out of Tebow. And you know what? I wasn't mad about that conceded goal. Maybe I wasn't mad because in hindsight I was sitting here like, oh, I know we win, but, you know, I I wasn't mad about it because I thought Courtois should have done better, and I thought it was a fantastic Sevilla goal. And this Sevilla team is actually in much better form than they were under Lopetegui when you look at their results. They haven't lost until Real Madrid, which, you know, I think they had three draws and one win in those games, which, you know, isn't great. It's only a, you know, it's six points from four games, you know, which isn't good. But they're not losing, and, you know, they're trying to get used to Sampoli's system. And, you know, what he what is expected from them and him. And, you know, they haven't had a consistent lineup. Lamella started at striker t- twice now. And Nasiri and Rafa Mir, he, he doesn't seem to either favor them or even want to play them. So, yeah, it's tough. And, they're you know, they're playing with the back three. I think it's a 3-4-3 three, three from what I remember. And, you know, it was a nice goal. I'm going to give it to Lamella, you know, but a lot of people saying that Alaba isn't, you know, shouldn't be starting. I, I, you know, that's really a tough, that's tough for me to to like swallow. This guy led our back line last year. He's a leader in defense. He is an emotional, spiritual leader here. Even when he plays bad, you still need him in the lineup. It's just like Sergio Ramos. He was the perfect Ramos replacement because he does all the things that Ramos did except, you know, get into fights consistently, which I miss. But Alba does a great job of organizing that back line. He does a great job of just being a solid defender. And, you know, he hasn't been at his best this year, and that's fine. I'm not going to – you know, but – how can I sit here and, you know, complain about Carlo, you know, and, you know, Carlo's lineup selection when we haven't, we're in first place in the league. We haven't, we've, you know, we're first place in the Champions League in our group. And, you know, we've already secured our, we already secured our passage through the round of 16, 32 for 32. I think it was what it was. How can, you know, how can I sit here and complain about Alaba or any of the starters, you know, unless I want more of something? Um, I know that might be contradictory because of my Mendy opinions, but, you know, I I can't really even complain about Mendy because guess what? We're winning games when he plays, so I I really can't say anything wrong about it. Um, And, you know, I know that's a point that I'm, that O wanted to touch on, but He's unfortunately not here today, and I really wish he was because, you know, doing solo pods is not as fun because I'm essentially talking to myself and just whatever comes into my mind, I say, right? While my dog attacks me and tries to play while I'm trying to talk about Real Madrid stuff. And, you know, thank God for my notes, but, you know, I do want to talk about you know, to continue with Alaba, though, I I do love his free kicks, and, you know, his left foot is actually one of the better left foots in the world, and it's very useful to us, especially on those right-handed free kicks, and, you know, it gives us options on free kicks. A lot. He's a lot better with it than Asensio. He's a lot better with it than, uh, maybe not on free kicks than Bale, but, like, you know, Alaba's not really a presence within the box, so, like, you know, we can do interesting things. I think he's a little more pinpoint than Gareth Bale was. Um, 
Gareth Bale on a free kick was a little better, like a, a shot on target free kick, in my opinion. But, you know, from a set piece, one that we're trying to get someone on the end of a header, him and Cruz can mix and match a lot of things. And I think that's really good for the team and keeping other teams off balance because we're not really a good set piece team attacking, which we should be a lot better. Um, it's also good to see that we still can get things done without Benzema in the lineup and, you know, uh, that front three of Rodrigo, Vinicius, and Fede is still going in on all cylinders. I didn't think this was a great game from Rodrigo, personally. Um, actually, I didn't think it was a bad game. His shooting was just off, which happens. Um, but, you know, he's been probably the best attacker this year, in my opinion. I know O would probably say... Actually, I do know O would say Vinicius. I mean, if you consider Fede an attacker, then you could put Fede in that list but you know to me he's like I said he's like a hybrid midfielder um he's kind of plays as like an attacking midfielder who pushes wide and put he's kind of everywhere honestly he kind of plays as like a right-sided 10 I would say and you know Fede's form I'll get there but you know he's been amazing he's been the best player in the world for me this season especially this past month he's been amazing and this kid is only scoring screamers and anyone who wants to talk shit on him has not watched him. Anyone who says there's been a better midfielder or player in the world than him doesn't know what they're talking about because there hasn't been. You know, I watch a lot of football and I've seen a lot of Kevin De Bruyne because he's the one that gets brought up a lot is he's not better than Kevin De Bruyne. But right now, you know, Kevin De Bruyne is relying heavily on Erling Holland to score his goals, to make him look better and you know what I can't say that Fede has really relied on anyone and he's been you know making magic doing magic on his own and it's really sad to see him go down with an injury um, right before the World Cup we only have a handful of games left um, we have Leipzig we have this weekend upcoming and then we have a another Champions League game and then that weekend and that might be it I'm going to double check just because I want to make sure I'm saying the right things. But, you know, we are almost in November and we're almost done. Yep. So we have Girona this upcoming weekend, Sunday, 11-15. Wednesday against Celtic, Viacano, and then Cadiz midweek, and then they leave for the World Cup. If we can go in unbeaten for the league... That would be wonderful. Um, this is technically, technically we're talking winner champion, which in hindsight usually wins La Liga, but you know, we're not really getting a winner champion because winner champions usually roughly halfway through the year. By the end of it, we will be 14 games in. So we're not halfway through the year, but Barcelona is right on our tails and I don't believe Atletico are that far behind either. Atletico is 7-2-1-2 on 23 points. They're only five points back of Barcelona. And Barcelona is three points back of us. But right now we have the head-to-head, -head, so that's why we are in front of them. And, you know, to move to a different point, 
I want to talk about that cutback that Rodrigo had in the third minute. It's something that I think we need to implement more. When looking at XG, you usually can get good situations from that early ball. Um, crossing, when you look at XG, is quite bad. But the early cutback can lead to things because the defenders are tr running with you. Um, and so they're usually giving you a little more space. You can kind of be a little more... Um, artistic isn't the word I'm looking for, um, creative with, if you get the ball, you know, Vinicius could turn that into a dribble and, you know, potentially get a shot or create some space for himself and take a shot from the top of the box. Or, you know, if it's from the other side Vinny to Rodrigo or Benzema. Um, but if we had a nine that would go in the box, pull those center backs out, the other winger cuts a top, theoretically, that would create even more space. And then you can decide to, you can either go to a cutback or that early ball crossing isn't good. We know that from XG, but the early cutback is effective because the defenders can't see behind themselves. Plus, you're playing a ball on the ground, which is more likely to score than a ball in the air. And the early cutback ends up leading to higher XGs. Not in that exact moment like a cutback, but... Defenders also defend better in the box and give less space in the box than they do out of the box because you're less likely to score out of the box and their main objective is to protect the box and not concede goals. So I want to see more of those early cutbacks. We saw it a lot in preseason. You know, it's something that I wanted to see this season. We haven't really seen it as much as I would have liked, but you know, seeing it early on in the match. Three minutes in was very good. Um, talking about Vinicius, who ended up receiving that ball and then had a fantastic assist two minutes later. Vinny hasn't been as good as I would have liked this year. Um, excuse my dog. He wants to play. Nobody else is here. It's just being him. Um, he hasn't been as good as I wanted him to be this year. You know, I expected, you know, a podium ball and or finish this upcoming season, which I don't see happening at this point. Um, you know, he had. I saw a tweet that was like, if Messi put up 22 goals and 20 assists against these teams, he would have won the ball in the or. And, you know, that's a fair point. Vinicius should have podiumed. Um, this, this isn't up for debate, but he's still young, very young. And, you know, I don't necessarily think this is the last chance he's going to get, but I wanted to see him improve from this year. And, you know, I've seen either a stagnation or a slightly stagnation is probably the right word because I don't think he's necessarily been worse than last year, but I don't think he's been better than last year. Um, I wanted to see another step taken and, you know, how much better can he get? I don't know, but the sky's the limit. We're talking about a kid that could have won the ball in the or this year, in my opinion, got eighth, should have got like second or third. And, you know, we saw a meteoric rise from Fede Valverde this season and you know that's something that I wanted to see from Vinicius right now Fede is my leading Baldwin de or winner if I had a vote um I know it's early but man he has been spectacular this season and it's so sad to see the injury he has the most outside the box goals in the world right now I think it's five um We've played four Champions League games, 11 La Liga games, so 15 um, plus the Super League, so 16 games, Super League, Super Cup, um, 16 games, five goals, no, 
five goals outside the box. He's essentially scoring a goal from outside the box every three games, if he's played all those games, which he hasn't. So he's just been on fire this year. Um, and I'm just so happy to see it because uh, a couple years ago, I ended up asking Lucas Navarrete on the Managing Madrid pod. I asked him about what he thought Fede's ceiling was. A couple, We're talking three years ago, two years ago. It was when he was in the good form and Modric wasn't playing. He'd taken Modric's spot, and I asked him what he thought the ceiling was, and he believed that that was the ceiling of Fede Valverde. And you know, I don't mean to call Lucas out or anything like that because I think Lucas is a fantastic mind. I think he's one of the better Real Madrid journalists out there. But man, he was wrong on that one. And you know, it's okay to be wrong, and I'm sure he's happy to be wrong on that one. He probably doesn't even remember that question, but I do because I asked the question. And, you know, I was just kind of like dumbfounded at the moment because I didn't, I just thought this kid's ceiling was the moon, but then his explanation made a lot of sense at the time. But, you know, he's gotten so much better, Fede has, and, you know, it's been awesome to see. The kid keeps his head down. He works hard. Tony Cruz tweeted he's a top three player in the world right now. And who the fuck are one and two, Tony? Let me know because, Tony, I think you're about one of the only players that I might consider having a better season than him right now. Um, We know Tony's a very humble guy, and he doesn't like the limelight. But, man, Tony was spitting on that one, and, you know, and if he ain't if he ain't top, then, you know, at they talked about Tony's tweet during the ESPN um, broadcast, and they were like, well, I'll give him top 10 midfielders, and I just, my jaw hit the ground. I'm like, yeah, okay, bud, shut, like, shut the fuck up, like, please. He said at the beginning of the game, then Fede hits that screamer, so at least Fede made you eat your words, bum. Um, that being said, you know, I do want to see that um, Asensio play this. Well, Asensio is going to play. Um, I think the lineup's probably going to be Rudiger, Nacho, um, either Mendy or Alaba, I'm sure, Lucas Vasquez. It's going to be Chuamani, Cruz, Kamavinga, Vinicius, Rodrigo, and Asensio. Um, Asensio's been better off the bench, but you know his improved form has changed my mind that you know I would be okay with him staying at the club beyond this season. I think that if he's okay accepting accepting his role as a backup and 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 I want to preface this takes a pay cut because, you know, I don't know how much he's making, but if you ain't starting, you know, you shouldn't be getting paid like a starter. Yeah, I I don't know what he takes home. I'm sure I could find it on the internet. Not really worth it. Nor do I care. But Asensio's form has been awesome and it's something I've Really enjoyed these last couple weeks. Um, yeah, and, you know, the game was – it was a good game to watch. Uh, this Real Madrid team is awesome. Big fan of this Real Madrid team. I think it's a much better team than last season. I think this is a team that could go all the way a second time in the Champions League. Um, I'm not necessarily sure if that will actually happen. You know, I can't. You know, that's not really mine to say. Um, plus, it's, a lot of it's up in the air. It will always be up in the air. Um, but, but, this Real Madrid team has been really fun to watch. Carlo was quoted saying after the game, this is the easiest team he's ever coached. And you know what? 
I wholeheartedly believe him because there's just so much cohesion in the squad. And, you know, it's something that I would love to talk to O about, but he's not here. But, you know, as an outsider looking in, these guys look like they're having so much fun. They look so happy to be there. They look so happy to be there, and, you know, they're just enjoying their time winning games, winning trophies. It seems everyone's happy with their role as of this point. Hopefully nothing changes, but how can you not be happy with this squad? You know, we have, I think I said, five games left until, it's five, until the World Cup. If we can go unbeat until then, I will be such a happy camper. Oh, and I have talked. We will continue to do podcasts, whether it's Real Madrid-based, reviewing Real Madrid players in their World Cup runs, or just talking, you know, football, World Cup, whatever it might be um, for the World Cup. That's our plan. Uh, that being said, I don't really think I have anything else to say on the game. Just, yeah, just a short solo pod. These solo pods, I usually try to only do less than 30 minutes. Um, the Sevilla game was a good watch. It was entertaining. The second half was obviously much better than the first. Lucas Vasquez goal, Vinicius, that that pass um, by Asensio was a great pass. Vinicius has done a fantastic job of staying on sides. And, you know, when you watch the replay, he he didn't really, like, ever check his peripheral, you know, like he must have just seen him out of his peripherals because he never really, you know, turned his head or Lucas called to him or whatever you might be. And, you know, anyone who knows me knows I'm not a big Lucas Vasquez fan. But, you know, the role that he's in, I am okay with right now. Um, he hasn't played a lot this year, which is, in my opinion, correct. I do think we need to look at it right back um, in the near, near future. Um, and, you know, Danny Carvajal has been good this year. I didn't think he was particularly good going forward against Sevilla. But he's not young. He's in his 30s. Lucas Vasquez is not young. And he's not really a right back. So Lucas Vasquez is not really the optimal person to replace him. So that being said, I believe you know we're we're in the market looking for right backs. Um, that's been well reported um, on Twitter, at least, and you know it's something that I'm sure will continue to be reported. Um, just because we continue to look, um, oh knows those people specifically. I sorry, I just had I was thinking about something, lost my train of thought. But yeah. Beyond that, I think the squad's pretty solid. I would like to see another attacker come in. Um specifically probably a nine. But nines don't really play here, so I'm not over the moon on bringing in a nine. Um That being said, I do think that this team is really good and I think that this team should win La Liga and hopefully a Copa del Rey and this team should fight for Champions League you know a lot of people are finally giving this team the respect they deserve 
on the internet, you know, I'm sure the analysts are not because they don't watch us, even though they claim to watch us. The analysts do not watch us, so they usually, you know, keep their EPL bias, but I do not care, and I'm sure this team does not care what these people have to say. I have no other talking points. That's I've gone through my notes from the game. So that's all I'm going to talk about. I just want to say hello Madrid. Thank you for listening. Follow us on Twitter at La Casa Blanca Pod. And we're going to go to Leipzig tomorrow. Hopefully get a dub or a draw. Keep the unbeaten run going. That's kind of what my I selfishly want. I, I want to see the unbeaten run um, continue. Hello Madrid. Everyone have a wonderful day.